Amen. All right, go ahead and be seated. I think we're privileged to um, sing to a God who loves the powerless, <clears throat> He loves the weak, He loves the vulnerable, He loves the oppressed, and He even loves the strong, and He loves the mighty, and He loves the rich. He's a God who's uh, for us and not against us. He's a God who's with us in Jesus Christ and who loves us and showed His love for us even to the point of shedding His blood on a cross, dying a a torturous death. That's who we sing to and that's what we proclaim and that's the good news. The good news is for weary people and that's who we come to worship and serve and live in light of today. And passage today is in Matthew 5. It's the beginning of a Sermon on the Mount, what some would call Jesus' Kingdom Manifesto, His uh, inauguration speech, if you will. It's His, this is my agenda, this is my, this is my way, this is the kingdom that I have come to establish, that I come as a representative of, that I manifest, that I reflect, uh, and He lays out this beautiful uh, sermon, this beautiful message, which is likely a collection of his teachings that Matthew compiles and puts together in an um, inspired way. So before we jump in to the very beginning of that, we've been talking about the kingdom of God and what is it? The kingdom of God is God's reign reflected through God's people realized on God's earth. And that's the good news. The good news is that the kingdom has come through the reign of Jesus, who is king, and we have the opportunity to reflect that kingdom on this earth, right here and right now. And so, question, if we're going to be people that reflect the kingdom, I want to ask you a question. If you had, um, if I gave you $100,000, let's say, okay? I'm just really wealthy. Um, and I gave you $100,000 and I said, you've got to use this 100000 to invite five people from any period of history to come and you throw this the greatest party ever, like a day-long party. You have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. You get to spend time with these five people. Who would the five people be from any period of history, present, past, future, if you want to make that up? But who would these people be? I want to give you a moment. Think about that. Maybe a couple come to mind right away. Who would you want to sit around a table with, to, have a, to just have fun with, hang out with? You could fly them from anywhere. You could bring them back from the past into the future, into the present. Who would you want to spend time with? Was that? A lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you invite them? What about them wants you to, what makes you want to spend time with them? Uh, I, people that come to mind, like to me, right away, like Martin Luther King Jr., um, Jesus, of course, would be cool. You got to say that one. He's a given. I'll give you six. But um, yeah, there's some amazing people and who would you want who would you want to be there what if you were going to start a revolution right 
If you want to turn the world upside down, if you wanted to change it, if you wanted to bring it to its, what you believed its culmination, if you wanted to bring peace and justice and flourishing, if you wanted to make all wrong things right, if you wanted to bring it back to God's original intention and you wanted peace and wellness and flourishing to just extend across the whole earth and you needed a group of people, uh, you wanted to recruit them, who would you recruit? Who would you invite on this revolution uh, to change the world? Would it be people of power, people with influence, people with money, people with strength, people that were attractive? Man. Well, yeah. They will not listen to you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. And who wouldn't be on your team? Maybe you got some people on your team that you think these guys are movers and shakers or these guys would really, these women or these men would really work. But who wouldn't be on your team? Who would hold you back? Who would be a barrier, do you think? I don't know. It would be the high school dropouts, the burnouts. Who would it be? See, I, we tend to pick the powerful, the successful. Now, maybe you um, wouldn't, but I think our culture says, hey, you want to pick the strong, you want to pick the attractive, you want to pick the athletic, you want to pick the good-looking, you want to pick the ones with influence, uh, that, with connections, with social capital, with um, economic capital. If you, as what does a president do when they're elected? What did Donald Trump do or President Obama before him? When he gets elected, he picks a cabinet, right? He picks people, and they're typically movers and shakers. They're people that have run companies. They're people that have connections. They're people that understand macro systems, and, and, and we're going to do something. We're going to make change. So who are you going to recruit? Who are you going to bring onto your team to change the world? Who are you going to invite to your party to spend time with? Who are you going to invite into your life? Jesus gives us his guest list. He gives us his invitation list. He gives us his short list here in the Beatitudes we call. It says, who's blessed? Who's invited into the kingdom? Who's, who, who, for whom is the kingdom available? And who do people think? This is the Son of God come to start a revolution. This is someone who's going to turn the world upside down. This is someone who wants to bring God's will to bear on the earth. And who is he going to recruit? Who is he saying is on his short list, his invitation? He says, the poor in spirit, number one. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Whose is the kingdom of heaven? The strong, the rich, the powerful? No, the poor in spirit. Those who mourn, blessed are you. Celebrate. Those of you who mourn, celebrate because you will be comforted. Blessed are the meek. The meek. For you will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or for justice, for you will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for you will receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for you will see God. Blessed are those who are persecuted 
who are spit upon, who are rejected, for yours is the kingdom of heaven. So what Jesus is doing here is he is saying, he is making a radical statement of who is invited to his movement, who is invited, who has access to the kingdom of God, who has access to the reign of God, who has access to the blessings of God's kingdom, whose situation is going to be reversed, who is going to receive the blessings and the riches of the kingdom. And he starts with what people wouldn't expect. He starts, the first words out of his mouth are the poor, the hungry, the thirsty, the meek. This is who Jesus invites to his party, to his kingdom party. This is who Jesus invites to sit at table with him. And we see that throughout Jesus' life, right? Who's he sitting with? Who's he eating with? Who's he inviting to his table? People that are not at the top, but they're at the bottom. They're people with bad reputations. They're people with, who called sinners and, sinners and drunkards and prostitutes and um, ill-religious tax collectors, oppressors. He's eating with them. He's spending time with them. And he says, the kingdom of God, my movement, is available to all people. So what he's not saying is that it's not available to the rich and powerful. What he's saying is, he's, what he's doing is providing a contrast and, and turning our expectations upside down and saying, look, the kingdom of God is for not, the, not only for those who you'd expect, it's for the most vulnerable among us. In fact, they're on my short list. The blessing is for those who are hurting. The blessing is for those who are hungry. So let me, let's unpack this really quickly. We're not going to spend a lot of time. We'll spend more time on it next week. But this is all about the availability of the kingdom. For who who has access to the kingdom? Who has access to God? Now in this time, Jesus doesn't speak into a vacuum. He speaks into a context. He speaks into a historical reality. And the historical reality is Rome. It's the Pax Romana, the peace of Rome. And now this is uh, propaganda that Rome, that still lives on today, that Rome was actually a really good place to live. It was a really good place to live if you were in the top 3%, meaning if you owned, if you were the top 3% of the wealthy, but there's no middle class in Rome, then 97% were at the bottom. 3% were, were um, the peace of Rome was good. The good news of Rome, the Roman Empire was good for the top 3%, for the bottom 97%, bad, all right? Uh, most people, the life expectancy was about 30 years old in the time of Rome. So Jesus lived past his prime at 33. Most people wouldn't have had teeth by the time they were in their mid-20s. They would have rotted out of their face due to poor nutrition, things like that. We think of Jesus as a shining, blonde-haired, blue-eyed guy, right? Maybe. Definitely wasn't blonde-haired, blue-eyed, probably. Definitely. But he also wasn't a, may not have teeth. The crowds, he says in, in Matthew 5, you can see it here. He, what happens right before this, in Matthew 4, the last few verses, you can look it up. He is healing people. All the, whole, the crowds, the masses are coming to him. 
And he's healing them of their diseases. He's casting out demons. He's providing for their physical and emotional and spiritual needs. And then the crowds that had just received the, the healing touch of Jesus, that had just experienced the kingdom of God on earth, uh, Jesus calls them forth and they gather around. And when Jesus saw the crowds, he went up on a mountainside and sat down. And his disciples came to him. So there's two audiences here. There's his disciples and then there's the crowds. And Jesus proclaims then what becomes, we know, as a sermon on the mount. And so who's listening to this? Many of those who just had been healed, who had just realized the healing touch of the kingdom of God. Those who were blind and now see. Those who were oppressed by demons who now were released. Those who were lame and now could walk. And they've just experienced the blessing of the kingdom of God. And Jesus then says, Blessed are you who are poor in spirit. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. And notice the tense of the verb there. Is the kingdom of heaven, right? Not will be, not was, but is. Right now you're experiencing the the life of the kingdom, the power of the kingdom, the good news of the kingdom. And then it says, Blessed are you who mourn, for you will be comforted. And many were comforted even in that moment. And there's a future tense there. So there's eight Beatitudes. The first one, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. The last one, the eighth, blessed are you who are persecuted because of me. Blah, blah, blah. For yours is the kingdom of heaven. This is what's called an inclusio. It's a book ends. It's saying this is all about everything from the beginning to the end is about the kingdom and everything in between is about the kingdom. But as we know about the kingdom, the kingdom comes in Jesus, but not fully, right? We experience the goodness of the kingdom, but not yet, right? It's already not yet. Dave's been waiting for me to use that phrase. He told me last week. It's already not yet. The kingdom has arrived, but not fully. It's here, but not all the way. And so it comes in Jesus. Yours is the kingdom. Blessed are you who mourn. You will be comforted. Here is an illustration, okay? We talk about the kingdom of God. If we typically think of life, elbow is birth, tip of the fingers is death, all right? This is the typical view of of life. These are our days on the earth. However, whether they're 20 years or 60 years or whatever they are, from elbow to life, and then what's after this? The afterlife, right? Depending on your view, depending on your religion, you're going to say, there's nothing after this, there's eternity after this, there's nirvana after this, whatever your worldview is. Here's the kingdom perspective. Here's the Christian view. All right. This is the kingdom of God. This is your life. Jesus comes. The kingdom enters time and space, the here and now, and continues beyond your life or our time on earth. So the, the kingdom intersects and overlaps with our present reality and then continues on into eternity past this moment. You, you feeling me? You feeling me? All right. So Jesus announces the arrival of the kingdom of God, the arrival that will continue. And he says the blessing of the kingdom is available now and into the future. The blessing is available to all. So, the main point, and we're going to get into each of the Beatitudes next week, a little more specifically, 
and what, they, what they're about. But what I want us to come away with is this one point. The availability of the kingdom to the most unlikely of people. The availability of the kingdom to the most hopeless and unlikely of people. Those who are oppressed. Those who are weak. Those who are mourning. Those who are poor and crushed in spirit. Those like our neighbor um, who has, who's had seizures since she gave birth to her first child and has two children and now is a 65, 70-year-old woman. I don't know how old she is. And she takes care of her five grandkids and she has no teeth because of her seizures and she bites down and she has seizures and she'll go, she'll just black out for moments at a time. And she has to, she doesn't have a car, so she walks everywhere and we give her rides sometime when she, when we can. And she's constantly looking for change to get a soda for her grandkids. This, the kingdom, is available to her. And she may be mourning, she may be miserable now, but through Jesus, she can have blessed. She's a blessed one. She can be blessed now and even into the future. It's an all-inclusive, if you think of it, the kingdom of God is all-inclusive resort, but not really. My wife and I went on our honeymoon. We went to an all-inclusive resort, probably the last time we'll ever do it. But we were in an all-inclusive resort, and it's pretty awesome. But it's all-inclusive, meaning that once you're there, you get everything. But it's not all-inclusive in the sense that everyone's included, right? It takes money, which my parents provided, thank you. But it takes money. Only a few can get into the all-inclusive resort to bear, to experience the blessings of this resort. All right? But the kingdom is all-inclusive in the opposite way. It's available to all. You get all the blessings, and all are op- the doors are flung open to everyone, even the most unlikely. Through Jesus. As we come into Jesus and we accept his invitation to come under his way and his rule and his reign, to live with him and for him, we are invited. That invitation is open to everyone. So I'm dependent on Dallas Willard for this, and I'm going to go. But the, the, listen to this. Blessed, I want you to think, who would you invite to your party? Who would you invite to your movement? Who are you spending time with? Are you spending time with uh, the people that Jesus spent time with? Maybe you're one of these. But here's who's blessed in the kingdom of God. Here's who finds blessing. Blessed are the physically repulsive. Blessed are those who smell bad. The twisted, the misshapen, the deformed, the too big, the too little, the too loud, the bald, the fat, and the old. For they are all riotously celebrated in the party of Jesus. All these are included. The invitation is open to them. But let's get a little more serious. Then there's those, the flunkouts, the dropouts, the burnouts, the broke and the broken, the drug heads and the divorced, the, IG, the HIV positive, those infected and riddled with sexually transmitted diseases, the brain damaged, the incurably ill, the barren, and the pregnant too many times and at the wrong time. These are blessed. The parents with children living on the street, 
They're the blessed, the lonely, the incompetent, the stupid, the emotionally starved or emotionally dead. This is what Dallas Willard says. Is it true that the earth has no sorrow, that heaven cannot heal? It is true. That is precisely the gospel of heaven's availability that comes to us through the Beatitudes. And you don't have to wait until you're dead. Jesus offers to all such people as these the present blessedness of the present kingdom, regardless of circumstances. The condition of life sought for by human beings through the ages is attained in quiet, transforming friendship with Jesus. So, the availability of the kingdom. Available to those whose society doesn't elevate. Available to the broken, available to the oppressed, available to the hurting. But it even goes deeper. How about the morally destitute? Is the kingdom available to those who have, and we see them in our neighborhood all the time, who are addicted to drugs, who um, commit crimes to soothe their addiction, to murderers, to child molesters, to the brutal and the bigoted, to the racist, to the drug lord, to the sex trafficker, to the terrorist, to the drug lord, to the pornographer, to the perverted, to the filthy and the filthy rich. Is the kingdom available to all those? The kingdom is available to all. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who have nothing. Blessed are those who have nothing but their hope and faith and trust in God. Blessed are those who are hurting and mourning. Blessed are those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, for justice, to be filled. The kingdom of God is available to them. I just want our list as New Creation Albuquerque, I want our short list to include the people that Jesus included. It's easy to include the people that look like us, that act like us, that talk like us, that have the same background as us. We, we'll invite them. That'll happen naturally. But let's invite and let's value and let's elevate and let's bless the people that Jesus says are blessed, that Jesus says uh, the kingdom is available to. Let's be available to those people and let's recognize that we are them as well that we're included among the masses, we're included among the sorrowful, we're included among the hurting, we're included among the broken. And let's have a party of broken sinners in need of a loving Savior. And let's live life together. And let's break bread together. And let's serve our neighborhood together. Let's not be them and us, but let's be we who are invited into the kingdom that's available to all of us. Dallas Willard says this, if I as a recovering sinner myself accept Jesus' good news, I can go to the mass murderer and say, you can be blessed in the kingdom of God. There is forgiveness that knows no limits. To the pederast and the perpetrator of incest, to the worshiper of Satan, to those who rob the aged and weak, to the cheat and to the liar, to the bloodsucker and the vengeful, vengeful, blessed, blessed, blessed. All are blessed who run to the arms of Jesus, the one in whom the kingdom of God has arrived. It's available to all. 
So, last two things. It's available to you. It's available to you. The kingdom is available to all those who would, who would say, Jesus, you are the king. You are the representative and the son of God. You are the one who brings the kingdom. And I want to live for you and submit myself under you. It says in Romans 10.9 that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be blessed. Entrance into the kingdom is as simple as acknowledging that Jesus is Lord, which means that Jesus is God with us, God for us. Come to show us God's love. Come to save us from our sins. Come to journey with us and to invite us into the life that God has for all of us. To come and set up his kingdom and invite us all into it. So maybe... You're here and you need to receive that invitation that is open to everyone no matter what. No matter what. But also, as I said, as a community and as people who have entered the kingdom and say, I submit to you, Jesus, as my king. I'll follow you. I want to know what your guest list look like. Do we display in our community the upside-down values of Jesus? Are around our tables... Are those who Jesus says are blessed, are they present? Will your life and will our life together shout the all-inclusive invitation of Jesus to the weak and the broken and the hurting? Will you invite them? And as we talked about last week, as God, our good shepherd, provides a table before us in the presence of our enemies, will we be like our Savior who invites those enemies even to eat with that food at the table that Jesus has provided for us? Will we follow our good shepherd on the paths of righteousness that lead to the valley of the shadow of death? And will we fear no evil because he is with us and his rod and staff, they comfort us? Will we be that kind of people that walk that path of righteousness even when it leads us into the valley of the shadow of death? Because we fear no evil. He's with us. And that same promise is in Psalm 23 that is, in, that is here. Our cup will overflow and surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our life and we will dwell in the house of the Lord, substitute kingdom. We will dwell in the kingdom forever. Let's pray. Father, God, thank you that your invitation is to all of us and all of us can experience that blessing. It's not for the few, it's not for the elite, it's not for the perfect, it's not for the strong only. It is for those who acknowledge their weakness, it is for, for the outcast, it is for the weak, it is for the sinner, it is for all of us. And may we live a life that reflects that kingdom priority. May we have a table that looks like your table. May our homes look like your kingdom, full of messy, messed up, scary looking people that have been saved by a loving God who gave everything for us. Just help us to grow in this, Lord. Help us to trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So we want to live into this a little bit. We want to eat together. And so there's food in the back. There's plenty for everyone. We'll uh, flip these tables out, set the chairs up, and eat together, and
After we eat, we'll share communion together, remembering what Christ has done.